figure out where Paycheck Protection Program Twitter went, make sure that you guys are following me on Facebook at Shenanigans Podcast, on Instagram at Shenanigans underscore podcast, and on Twitter at SWFriendsPod. Um, thank you guys uh, for not like super bagging on me last week. Um, it was really pretty emotional. Um, so as I said last week, um, I don't use journals anymore, so this is it. So it's okay if you guys like, because personally, I'm not super into like things that are super emotional. So it was okay if you skipped it. Um, if you did skip it, you're going to go from 115 to 117. So that's why. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I think that's it. But I just wanted to just take a moment and just tell you guys, um, I'm fucking human. So sometimes those episodes are going to come out. Um, obviously not as often, that often, but they do. Um, so in order for me to get past it, I had to fucking get it out. So anyway, with that being said, this is a regular ass episode. I'm fucking back. Um, episode 117. Let's fucking do it, y'all. Hey guys, it's me, Chris, and thanks for tuning in. This is Shenanigans at Friends. This is episode 117. Um, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I know it hasn't been, it's just been, what, like two weeks now since my last regular episode, but like, um, when I tell you guys like that it feels like it's been forever, like this past week has been like so long and so like just that I'm so glad to be here and I'm so glad that I got some topics for y'all and I'm so glad this is just a regular episode um but thank y'all for being here I appreciate y'all so um like I said in the intro if you decide to skip last episode this episode being labeled as 117 kind of looks weird to you maybe it does maybe it doesn't I don't know I think um it would just look like this to the people that watch YouTube so because you'll see in the audio listing that the 116 is there it's not really a episode it's kind of a bonus diary entry i guess i don't know i was very i was it was dark okay it was dark um i don't know i felt better about getting it out so it is what it is like i said y'all can skip it if you want to listen to it if you want to it doesn't matter anyway we are here episode 117 i'm back let's get the fuck into it um I want to start by asking you niggas, why do y'all just like wake up to hate stuff? Why do y'all wake up to hate stuff? Like, okay, let's talk about it, right? Mortal Kombat. Everybody that's like my age, who've totally seen the old New Line Cinema one on TNT, TBS, like so many thousands of times, right? Maybe you had the VHS. Maybe you had a rich grandma like me. Just kidding, she wasn't like rich, but maybe had a rich grandma like me that had Columbia House on a regular, like, and she paid the bills, like, she ain't owe Columbia House no money, like, she was actively giving these niggas $26 for DVDs, beyond me, but anyway, <laughs> um, so we had it on tape, um, so I've seen that movie a thousand times, and it's, we hold it dear to us because... It was like we were young, and it was like, you know, that was our shit, like our video game and shit. And we hold that shit, like, really, like, 
close to our hearts. And I think that when we do that, guys, we don't give other stuff, other thing, other stuff, other things a chance, right? So no, other other versions, we don't give them a chance. I did not fucking hate Mortal Kombat. Um, I don't know if that means anything to anybody. I don't know if anybody care. I didn't hate that shit though. Um, I think that the only thing that I like, I thought Melina looked amazing. Like once her fucking mouth cracked all the way up. And, and honestly, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, or whatever the fuck. I'm not gonna really tell out a whole movie, but. Everybody know Melina got a big ass mouth, so it fucking cracked open, and you saw it, and it was crazy. Fatalities were like mwah, beautifully done, so gross, so gory. I loved it. Um, the only complaint that I have, and I think that this is generally the main complaint that people have, is that they didn't really love the main character. It's not that I didn't love him, but I just don't like what they did with him. Like, um, they made him like real whack. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that was about. Um, but for me, when I think of Mortal Kombat, um, I think of the Scorpion and Sub-Zero, like, battle, like, right? Like, fucking fire and ice, just on each other's ass, on each other's heads, like, constantly, right? Um, and we don't get that, um, with this movie. The reason being is because this kid, the main character, is like a descendant of um, Scorpion. So when we the movie first opens, basically, I'm going to tell you, again, the details, but spoiler alert, Scorpion dies, right? He fucking dies and goes to hell at the very beginning. But again, we know the Scorpion dies and goes to hell, right? Um, and I just wanted more Sub-Zero Scorpion battles, like, conflicts, like, I, that's that's what I that's what I live for. Um, Kano was amazing. He was devilishly bad, just like he was supposed to be. Um, Lou, nah, I mean, whatever. I mean, I know he the he Neo or whatever the fuck, right? I I get it, but um, for me, Kung Lao was really killing it. Um, sharp ass hat. Um, but the main character, he just like he's almost like a creative character. Like I don't, I mean, unless I'm like, unless I'm just like not realizing who he really turned into. But he didn't really turn into an actual character that we know. So it's like a new, new creative character kind of thing. I hated it. The reason why I hated it is because they gave after they told him that he was like a descendant of Scorpion and shit. They gave him like Scorpion Spade, the fucking get over here thing and thing at the end, like they gave that to him. And I just feel like it should have just, he should have just become Scorpion. Like, I just, I don't know. I just wanted him to be Scorpion real bad. Okay. And like the whole time I was like, yes, he wants to turn into Scorpion. He wants to get his Arcana. He's about to be Scorpion like, like a motherfucker. I was like, watch. I was like, I was like, he's going to get into a fight or something going to happen. Somebody going to stab him with it. And then he's just going to like, he's going to get his Arcana and he's going to be Scorpion. This is going to be like shooting out his, Cause I don't know where that shit come from out of Scorpion's like fucking body. I I thought it came out of his sleeve, but I feel like cause he's like from hell, it probably just come out of his skin somehow. I don't know how they're gonna make that a thing, but they should have made it a thing. Um, and that's really my only complaint about that movie. Like I didn't hate it. I mean, they kept for me. <laughs> my favorite part was how they kept <sighs> how they kept the white woman. Shout out to Sonia, but they kept the white woman super oppressed. Like she 
Like she ain't have no arcana. Like she had to kill a nigga to get it. Like they just really kept her oppressed. <laughs> and you know, white white women always look for an opportunity to be oppressed. So there it was. Congratulations. Um, they just kind of like shitting on her the whole time. Like, bitch, you not you're not even supposed to be here. Like kind of shit. And that was great for me. Like they kept that alive. Like people generally be shitting on Sonya, but um, trying to think what else, what else? I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it visually. Like, like I said, I liked the fights. I liked the bloodiness, the goriness. Like, I'm into that. So I thought that was dope. Um, but I just didn't like who this main, the main character. I don't know. I didn't like who he became. Like, I didn't like his. It's so stupid to say, I ain't like your, I don't like your arcana. I don't like your special ability. Like, I, that's rude because I don't have an arcana. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I want him to be Scorpion, and that's basically it. And that's all, and that's, that's it. So, um, but anyway, niggas, y'all be so hard on stuff. Like, y'all make a movie then. Like, if y'all, if y'all read y'all comics and play y'all video games, and that shit is not up to par when they fucking make it, then make your own then. Like, that's it. Just make your own, then. make your own, and then I'll look at it and tell you if I hate it or not. Like, um, I don't know, whatever. So, <laughs> anyway, so speaking of niggas looking at stuff and figuring out if they want to hate it or not, <laughs> that was great. Um, let's talk about a doctor that refused service to a kid that was a gunshot victim. Um, because of his shirt, um, we're in Louisiana and we are on, we're on Facebook a lot, right? So we have seen, um, the ads for like the shirts and like the sweaters and shit, like around Christmas time where it's like, you know, where my ho ho hoes or gangsta rapper and it's a picture of Santa or whatever on it. Right. So we've seen these. We've loved them, we've worn them, we've ordered them and never received them. You know, things like whatever. Nothing new. We've we've heard of these, is the point I'm trying to make. So, um, in Louisiana, uh, a doctor, a kid came into the hospital uh, with his mom. Uh, he had a gunshot wound to the leg. Apparently, he was at a party or somewhere with his friend, and in the midst of him trying to get his friend out, um, he got shot in the leg. They go to the hospital. The hospital basically is like, yo, we stopped the bleeding, but he's going to need a appointment with the surgeon so that they can actually like remove it out of his fucking leg. Right. Again, these things make sense. So we're like, cool, great. So they call, they make an appointment with the doctor. The appointment date comes, they go up, um, to the place and the doctor is like, huh, how dare you? And you're like, what the fuck? But he's basically like, the little kid had on a gangster rapper shirt. Okay? I'm not going to say anything about niggas wearing Christmas stuff out of season. That's not that's not what we're here for. I, I can't judge. Um, but he had a gangster rapper uh, shirt on. And again, when I'm saying rapper, like, it's W-R, not like a, not like yo, yo, yo. Not like that kind of rap. Nobody raps like that no more. Hold on, let me think about somebody. Oh, it's not like, ain't that how rappers rap now? Like, <laughs> so it's not like that no more. I mean, it's not, it's not spelled like that. It's spelled like a rapping paper, right? Because Santa would be a gangster rapper because he'd be rapping mad gifts. Although I think he got some child labor shit going on. But again, that's not what we're here for. 
Anyway, he had the fucking gangster rapper shirt on, and the doctor says basically that it was very rude of him to come in with a gunshot wound, like a gang member, and then to come in with gang apparel. When did Santa Claus become a gang affiliate? When did Santa Claus become like, oh, you got Santa Claus on your shirt? Expelled. Like, when is that a thing? Like, and again, I don't need to explain this, y'all. You guys have seen, you guys have seen these shirts. It's just a picture of Santa Claus in the middle. It's a gangsta and then a rapper with a W. So he turned this thing away basically because he was like, I'm like, and basically he was saying it was disrespectful for him to come in. Assuming that this nigga is in a gang, I guess, all of a sudden, because he got the Santa Claus shirt on? Like, I don't really know what his deal is or what he's thinking or why he thinks the things that he thinks. But um, he refuses to help the kid. Of course, the kid goes to a sane doctor, um, makes an appointment, and it's fine. They t- they're taking it out. All is good. But, like... How far away is your ear from the streets <laughs> when you think that this is gang attire? Like, yeah, it was red. Okay. It's Santa Claus on it, though. Like, he not throwing up the bees. Like, he not doing none of that. Like, he just being Santa Claus, like, on the shirt. Like, so, you know, what? I don't know. So, um, I... Can y'all just stop associating like gang shit or like, like fucking just cause niggas be black and just like, ugh, I can't even get it out. Y'all know what I'm trying to fucking say. Like he had a gangster rapper. I just not cause that's how you rap presents like a. I don't know. I don't know what kind of folding that is or rapping. But anyway, you <laughs> you guys know what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't make sense. So not only did you fumble your own doctor bag, but now everybody's about to fucking be on your ass about this. So we know what hospital he worked at. Um, let's see here. Hold on. Oh, I did know. Uh, Mercy Regional Medical Center. Um, it is a town, um, near Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, we don't know the guy's name yet because it's under investigation. The mother is stating that she is going to possibly take legal actions. I wish people, I wish people didn't just constantly be like, I'm going to see you or whatever. But anyway, it's like, what what are you, okay. Anyway, the issue (laughs) The, the fucking bullet is either gone or being scheduled to be gone at this point. Everything's cool. That doctor's a dick. Um, I, I just, I would say he should just like get reprimanded at work. I don't know about giving nobody no money, but do what you want. Do what you want. Okay. <laughs> speaking, let me see, how do I do this? Oh, speaking of white people and racism. A uh, California, Temecula to be exact, um, councilwoman um, is under fire. Basically, she's getting a lot of slack for something that she said in regards to her and her wearing masks. 
Um, it doesn't directly say that this lady is an anti-masker, though I think that it is very apparent. Um, it also does not state if she's gotten vaccinated or not. Um, again, when I think about anti-maskers, I don't think of vaccination. Um, I think that you can be a person that likes to wear a mask and not be interested in the vaccination, but I think that you can't be an anti-masker and not also be against the, does that make sense? Like, okay, so basically she came to like a council like meeting and basically compared herself to Rosa Parks. Um, in regards to her not wanting to wear a mask. I'm going to try to give you guys exactly what she said. Um, okay, here we go. So this is a meeting um, a couple of days ago. There's a fucking tablet just ringing in the background, and I am in the middle of recording, and I cannot make it stop. Um, but anyway, so... <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to basically try to go ahead and read. Actually, no. I think I need to probably try to cut this internet off of this tablet so that I guess I can go get it. Okay, hold on. Give me just like two seconds. You guys can obviously still hear me. <laughs> and I feel like I just won't edit this out because like why? <laughs> oh, wait, and it stopped. Okay, great. Let's see. Will it start again, though? That's the question. I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, where the fuck was I? Sorry. Oh, okay. So talking about the lady and comparing herself to Rosa Parks. So this is what she said at a meeting. Um, the meeting was uh, to discuss whether um, to continue, uh, whether to meet in person or to hold meetings virtually until June. Okay. So they're just having a conversation about uh, whether or not they'll be coming back into office or whether, whether they'll just be continuing to do the um, virtual meetings until June. That's it. And she says, I think something we can all understand and agree with is that, like, look at Rosa Parks. She was accommodated to the... <laughs> not she was accommodated to the... I'm going to read it out. Let me just get it out. <laughs> Look at Rosa Parks. She was accommodated to the back of the bus, but she finally took a stand and moved to the front because she knew that that wasn't lawful, that it wasn't true. So she took a stand. At what point in time do we? I'm getting to the point in time where I'm getting accommodated in my office. I'm getting pushed to the back of the bus. This is what I'm telling you I feel like. At what point in time do I come out and stand up and say, I've had enough? I, there is just so much to unpack in that sentence, that, those sentences. Let's start off with, was Rosa Park, were black people accommodated to the back of the bus? Like accommodation and being forced to sit in the very far back or not at all, like does not feel very accommodating for me, but maybe she doesn't know what that word really means. Um, and so... She is basically saying that she is happy with her office and she feels like making niggas have virtual meetings is pushing her to the back of the bus. I don't, none of this makes sense. No one said that if we have virtual meetings, no one wants to hear your opinion. Um, no one said 
if we have virtual meetings, like you, like I don't mean I can't even think of other things that could possibly be an issue. Like it's just there's something so wrong when you're like <laughs> when you're comparing niggas wanting you to just basically wear a mask. So that's basically what it was. So she's basically like, well. I've been, a, I don't want to have to mask up if everybody decides to come back in June. Right. It's basically what she's saying. So I guess that she's maybe all in the office, just breathing everywhere. I don't really know. But she said that, <laughs> like, I just don't know if being like asked to wear a mask is really the same thing as like, <laughs> like Rosa Parks, like, is being treated like a secondhand citizen the same thing as like a health measure? Like I, you guys know what I'm trying to ask. It just doesn't make sense to me, I guess. Like, <laughs> um, so she's a fucking fool. Um, if you live in Temecula or surrounding areas, I would strongly suggest that like you call her and just tell her what a stupid bum bitch she is. Like, like I. And then it also makes me feel like you niggas, not you niggas, I mean you like non-black niggas, it makes me feel like y'all don't even know what the fuck any of the civil rights shit was for. It makes me feel like you don't even really understand what Rosa and actually the little girl that did it before Rosa, like, yeah, I don't even think you understand what the whole point was. Like, it has... And all of this because you want to breathe open mouth in your office. Like, I just. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. Um, so speaking of white people and lawmaking I don't know how to I really don't know how to segue this one guys but okay so a bill in Georgia has been signed and basically what they're trying to do is make daylight saving time go away um so that you don't have to go back and forth the two times in a year um and but here's the thing that's bothering me is that Georgia is saying that um, that people will have one less hour in the evening to commit crimes. I, okay, so when we really break it down, because I did want to do a little bit of research on this. Uh, when we break it down, um, it's not, there was a Stanford, um, a Stanford uh, research uh, study done, but it wasn't done in a, in a large enough capacity for the information to be like a hundred percent stamps, like that's the truth. Um, but what we do know is that so daylight savings time when you when you lose or get that um, that extra hour, right? Um, the times where we get that we get an extra hour of that ambient light, so like daytime basically. Um, and they're basically saying that in the study that it is less likely for people to commit um or there's a smaller window i should say um, of time where people feel comfortable committing things like murder uh robbery or rape and the reason is, is because those are considered or those are crimes that are categorized as socially damaging and they have associated with 
uh, like daylight and then drops in those crime categories. Um, and I guess which makes sense, but I also live in a, used to live in a city and still live in a city where you could definitely get robbed in the daytime. So I don't really know. <sighs> I don't know. It's Here's the thing, though, guys. Daylight savings time was fucking basically made for fucking farmers um, back when we had like major, major, major farming um uh, farming, uh, what do you call them? What do you call them? What do you call them? Like farming communities, right? Um, we don't have that anymore. So it's kind, it really doesn't really make sense that we're still abiding by the daylight savings time thing anymore. So I would like for people to get behind getting rid of it just because it's, it's not even practical to anybody unless because you're trying to say that people are going to be safer because that's not the case that just means that people are going to either get up earlier to do it or stay up later to do it like the fucking sun rays are not keeping a fucking burglar or fucking rapist at bay if a nigga wants to do it it doesn't really matter when or when or where it is, is what i'm trying to explain um i just i think it's a very interesting and weird um, stands to take um, as far as trying to get rid of that by using that. Because like the little research that we have on whether or not that's true or not isn't even large enough for us to even really consider it to be true research on it. So I don't know. But um, if it passes, of course, that would just mean that there would be no jumping of time. Now, I'm interested to find out because, like, I think, is it Arizona that doesn't do it? I think it's, like, Arizona that doesn't do it. Um, I'm I'm interested to know if Georgia stops doing that, will they basically be on Arizona's time? Like, you know? I don't know. It's very weird. Um, but, again, I'm super against daylight savings time. If I, I wish that everybody would stop doing it so I could stop changing my clocks because it's very annoying. And then, like, from the last time when we had to change it, like, I, we put the clock back, and it's, like, slightly crooked, and it's been bothering me. So, like, if I don't have to constantly touch my clock, that would be, like, helpful. <laughs> and it's, like, every time, like, my tall-ass boyfriend is here or he home, like, I forget to, like, ask him. Or, like, something, but then, like, when I'm here right now and I'm just, like, talking about it to you guys and I'm looking at the fucking clock and I'm like, that shit is off. Just, like, it's, like, that crooked. It's, like, that crooked. And it's bothering me. And if daylight savings time wasn't a thing, my fucking clock would be perfect. So, there's that. (laughs) All right. So, let's move on to some crazy shit. Like, Y'all, I had to read this article like twice, literally, because I just did it. I couldn't make it make sense. I still don't know. I still don't know what's happening. Um, okay, let me see how I can explain this to you guys. So a guy is in the bathroom at like a, a restaurant. And we all know that things have changed since COVID, right? Um, so there are, um, I mean, we still have stalls, women, but like a lot of places have the plastic dividers in between the urinals, right? Um, which I'm not against y'all just having those anyway. Like, I think it's weird that 
I mean, I mean, it's not weird as long as niggas not looking. I don't, I don't know how to. I don't know. I don't go to niggas' bathrooms, but it just seems to me that's so weird. Like, I would just. I think that those fucking little protector things could just be useful anyway. Like, I don't like. I don't know. Peter Bree and stuff. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Anyway, so <laughs> two guys go into a bath the bathroom at the same time. This is not a joke. There is nothing weird. That I, well, there is something weird that happens, but. This is not a setup for a joke. So they go to the bathroom and one of the guys sees the protector in between the the urinals and he begins to punch the shit out of it. Don't ask me why. Don't say, Chris, hey, why was he fucking punching the thing? Because the thing is, is I don't fucking know. And no article that I found on it is telling me why he's doing this. Okay. But just know that he was doing it, and let's move on from that. <laughs> okay, so fucking punch the fucking urinal separator, and then the, remember I told you there was two guys that went into the bathroom. So the second guy's in there, and then the first guy that punched the fucking middle part. This nigga started. He took his phone out and he started recording himself peeing. I again, if you guys have to sit back and be like, Chris, why? Guys, I literally don't fucking know. Like, I don't know why he would be doing this. He just, like, fucking just fucking just filming himself peeing, right? <sighs> Apparently, the second guy thought that was, like, too... Too strange. Between the punching of the fucking middle thing and the fucking recording himself peeing. He might have said something to the guy there. Not really sure. Story's not super clear yet. Okay, so weird things happen. The guy, uh, the guys leave out the bathroom. Where the second guy leaves first, then the other guy leaves, I guess, after he done recording himself pee. I don't know. So at the end of their dinners, they just, I guess they, again, happen to be leaving at the same time. Now, it's important to know, these niggas don't know each other, okay? Also important to know, these are obviously not niggas. These are white people. But y'all know how I use that word. Okay. So these niggas don't know each other, okay? They literally have only known each other from the bathroom. That's it, okay? When they get outside, the second guy who saw and witnessed all this was kind of like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck are you doing? What were you doing in there? Why were you doing that? Blah, blah, blah. Now, if you're asking, should he have been minding his business? maybe like i don't know like but um the second guy just kind of keeps berating and keeps berating the first guy and then the first guy attacks him they fight the second guy falls and hits his head on some stairs and dies not right there they took him to the hospital kept him on life support long enough for them to get his family to the hospital but basically he was dead um, and I know y'all like, how do we get here? And the problem is, I don't even know how to tell y'all. Like, they had that one encounter in the bathroom, and I guess he didn't like that the second guy was like verbally, loudly asking him about why he was peeing in the or taking pictures of himself peeing or recording himself peeing. I don't, I. Listen, guys, I try to, I really do try to explain as, as much as I can in life. Like, very much Clarissa explains it all vibes. 
I really do. But the problem is, is that I don't know the reason or the cause of black, or excuse me, of white rage. Like, I don't know. Um, like, was he sending that P video to somebody? Maybe somebody's into that. Like, but then maybe you should, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even think about any reasons why you would be doing that. I mean, but maybe like, maybe he's like a fucking j internet gigolo and he got paid to do that. I don't know. And he didn't want people to know his business or that he was a gigolo because his family didn't know he was a gigolo. I'm making up these stories to try to make it make sense of why he needed, felt the need to kill a nigga over him talking shit about him taking pictures of his dick in a public bathroom. Um, <laughs> I really don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, I really kind of wish, guys, because how fucking crazy it is. I really wish this was a Florida uh, story, but it happened in Minnesota. And that second guy that died, he was a girl's uh, baseball hockey coach, hockey coach. And these niggas. And then when I look at the hockey coach, like, to be honest, he doesn't even strike me as a nigga that would be, like, super berating somebody. But, like, apparently he was very fed up with this nigga recording his dick. Um, <laughs> uh, the family had a, started a GoFundMe page for the second guy, which is the coach. Um, they wanted to, they asked for a hundred thousand. They got 189. So that's awesome. Uh, the, uh, first guy did post bond. So he is out on bond, but probably going back to jail. Um, he is charged with, I think, unintentional. Hold on, let me figure it out. Uh, an in second degree unintentional murder. So, and then ain't he still gonna have to explain why he was taking pictures, why he was filming, why he was peeing? Like, don't he still gotta explain that or why he punched the fucking divider? Because they both were, they both went to their 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 own like dinner parties after the bathroom incident. So you know that the coach was like, "Yo, this nigga was in there punching the fucking thing and taking pictures of his dick." Like, you know that he did that. Like, so. I don't know. Okay, guys, let's fucking move on. Speaking of things that are super dangerous, because like, calling a nigga out for recording himself peeing is very dangerous, so is getting into a car. It's crazy. I have to tell you guys this. It's crazy to get into a car that's offering you a ride that you did not order off of Uber Lyft or wherever the fuck you niggas begin rise from. <sighs> Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Is this real? Okay, so the reason I bring this up is because 40 um, cars were impounded and 40 people were um, charged uh, with illegal ride sharing in Vegas, uh, just like this weekend or some shit. Um... They are picking up people from the airports um, and stuff like that, and they do, they're do they not running off an app. And it's not like a person that's just giving you an extra ride on the app. You never even call for this person. So these people are just pulling up, going into the terminals, asking if niggas need a ride, um, and people are taking it. Um, I need y'all to stop living y'all life like it's a 1970s fucking slasher film. Um don't don't get in people's cars that you didn't ask 
for to get in that car like it's and luckily nobody was like hurt or anything but we're talking about people could have got murdered killed raped all those things that people would like to do in the fucking daylight savings time like people like that could have happened and like i don't know any of these people but what the fuck you guys like even just like getting kicked you a nigga could have put all of your suitcases in his fucking trunk pulled off like two blocks and kicked you out and just took all your shit. And that's like, that's like best case scenario. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like true story. Like, Oh God, people are so fucking stupid. But apparently there is a super low, um, there's a super, a super shortage in rideshare drivers out here, specifically out here. I don't really know why. Cause it feels like it's so many niggas out on the streets. So I don't really know why um we have a like a shortage of them but apparently we do so much so to the fact that people are getting into strangers cars guys this is not the city to do that in i don't know where you guys got this like notion that like vegas is super like safe it's really not that safe like i mean like and i'm not gonna say that and i i I guess i really shouldn't say that because i live on a pretty decent side of town but like when we're talking about the airport the strip places like that where people are hella transient and people don't give no fuck and now you don't even know if they live here or not like that is such a risky thing to do like and i'm just telling you guys that like don't come here and get into a nigga car that is not an Uber or a Lyft or your friend that already live here. Like, I'm trying to tell y'all. And I feel like you guys would say the same thing for whatever city that you guys are in. Like, this just literally is just common sense, it feels like to me. Clearly, it's not. <sighs> you guys, you guys, you guys. Okay. Speaking of strangers. I actually have a pretty good story for you guys. Um, Very white. I don't know that I would have done this, but let's talk about it. Okay, you guys know Bumble, right? Which is like the dating app. Um, I have not heard anybody have any good luck with that, but maybe keep trying. Um, (laughs) But Bumble has a Bumble BFF um, feature. And basically what it is, is it helps you meet same sex people in your like immediate area. So just like it would like show you, like if there was like a dick in your area to ride, there would be like a friend in your area to ride a roller coaster with you. See what I did there? Um, so, <laughs> um, I, I'm torn. I want to feel like this is a good idea, but it also feels kind of weird. And I'm going to tell you why I'm torn. Um, and why I think that it's kind of a good idea, right? Um, because a girl um, who had just recently moved into the, the area that she lives in, um, because of the quarantine, because of the pandemic, she didn't really have an opportunity to like make friends or uh, you know like get to know people in her new area. Um, and instead of you know, just not having any bridesmaids, she decided to hop onto Bumble BFF um, to find people to be her bridesmaids. Now, she also asked for help from her photographer if they knew anybody. 
Um, and then also, um, uh, where else did she say? I can't remember. But it was somewhere else. Like, oh, just people in her neighborhood. So out of all the people that she asked, she got five complete strangers to be in her wedding party. Um, I just don't know. So I just don't know, guys. Um, I mean, it sounds very cool, but like, also, like, I don't know. Okay. So <laughs> they, she, she gave, she, okay. So she reached out to, to them all individually. Um, she gave them like an idea of the colors that they would, um, that they would need to have. And basically all the girls came with their own style. They either borrowed a dress, bought a dress, or had a dress in the closet. But they all are, co are uh, coordinating, right? Um, they look like they're having a lot of fun. The girl that she met on Bumble BFF basically TikToked it the whole time. Um, and it seems like a little, like a cute little quirky thing. Um, and and I, I don't know, like, I... Mm. Do you guys trust, like, a friend app? Like, I mean, I, I guess I never really, I never really thought about it. But, like, like just, like, finding friends in your area, right? I mean, that sounds pretty cool because, like, you know, if there's, like, a new brunch spot or a new place that you want to try or whatever like that and, you know, you don't have a boyfriend or your boyfriend works or whatever the case may be or you're just, you, you know, whenever you have your free time, you want to go do that, right? Um, I think it, I think that's kind of a good idea. It's just that would, that feels so nerve wracking in a place like Vegas because it's small, but it's also very big. And a lot of, a lot of girls out here are not, they just not, I'm just going to put it like that. A lot of them are though. A lot of them are super cool, but like, I just think that it's pretty risky trying to find friends out here on a map. I don't know though. Shit. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll, maybe I will try it. I feel like if my boyfriend was here and he heard me say that, he'd be like, no, you're not. Maybe I'll try it. Cause maybe I need like a Dutch bro friend or something. I don't know. But the wedding thing I think is a little bit overboard. Um, but the bride did make a good point. She did say that a lot of times you have people in your wedding party and then you don't even really talk to them after the, the wedding. So why not do it with strangers if you're not going to talk to them anyway afterwards? But then I also felt like she was discounting the new friendships that she might have started. Because, like, how if that hurt my feelings if I'm, like, hella, you're thinking, like, oh, we're about to be hella friends and go work out and shit together. And you're telling, like, the internet, like, well, I ain't going to talk to these bitches no way. <laughs> But I don't know. I think it's very quirky. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's white, but I think that it was, I think it looks fun. Um, I don't know, y'all. I'm a, I'm a, I don't know. I went onto the little Bumble website and was just kind of looking and stuff like, we'll see. These like girls have built soccer teams off of Bumble BFF. Um, I just, mm, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it and I'll like, I'll, get back with you guys. Um, we'll see. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Where are we? Where are we? Okay. Oh, oh, 
the whole fucking reason we are here. Let's really get into what we're here for, guys. Um, these paycheck protection program loans. These PPPs that all of your people on Facebook was encouraging you to get, even though you didn't have a business, even though your business was finished, even though you ain't really completely set it up, like, and they had you fucking sign up for these fucking loans. And then some, oh, y'all make my hair hurt. Why I make my hair hurt? How does this, how does something called a paycheck protection program for people who have fucking employees that they have to pay during a pandemic sound like a good idea for your black ass to, to take out for yourself? That is just, that is the question that I have. Like, what about what it's for felt like you were qualified? And people are really going out of their way and they're making uh, they're making fake forms and all that stuff like that. And the problem is, is you motherfuckers are still getting caught. I bring to you three completely different people that are all in trouble for PPPs. And this is just the first three I found because I just refuse to continue to look. But if you literally type in PPP on the internet, one of those Google uh, auto uh, populate choices are frauds, scams, and shit like that. So there's that. Okay, so let's start with um, Omar Sisuko. He is 59 years old. He is from Los Angeles, Riverside County to be exact. Um, He thought that it would be a good idea to take out uh, loans for $7.2 million. Like how fucking crazy. Okay. Sorry about that. Soccer night. So my kids are like funneling in the house and shit. Okay. So anyway. What was I talking about? Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. So, um, Sissoko, Sissoko, I think is what it is. So he basically illegally obtained $7.25 million for this company that he says that he has called Road Doctor California LLC. So basically he um, submitted a loan application in April of last year claiming that he was in the process of hiring 450 full-time employees and would basically be averaging payroll expenses for like $2.9 million a month. This is monthly. So when he gives those such higher numbers, like 450 uh, full-time employees, $2.9 million monthly payroll expenses, he basically gets like leveled up, right, to like another... A sizable loan that he's that he can have or is offered, right? Um, and so, um, yeah. 
So it's fucking crazy. I just, I can't. Sorry, I was like reading all the things that he was. I just can't. So let me tell you, let, let's go over all the things that he has done with that money. All right, so we're looking at, he purchased a $100,000 luxury car used off other parts of the money to pay off another luxury car that he had. He bought a $6,000 computer. Um, he also um, attempted to move $150,000 to an African nation account. I don't even know what that means. Is that like offshore? I guess that's like offshore shit, right? That's what that is. Okay. So anyway, if he is convicted, he would face a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison, the prison, prison, 20 years in prison for each of the four counts in his indictment. Whew, child. So we get rid of him and then we say hello to someone in Montgomery, Alabama. Look, okay, here's the thing with her, right? Love her name. Sounds like a very rich bitch. And only her, like, this is very in line with the bitch name. this. Her name is Jaja Bouvier Couch. I don't know what this couch came from. Like, get rid of that nigga because he messed her name up. But Jaja Bouvier, 52 years old, Montgomery, Alabama. Again, arrested as well. Um, she is accused of committing, for excuse me, submitting at least six fraudulent applications for loans, right? Um, that, let's see, that she was seeking over 1.6 million in funds. Um, she inflated the number of employees that work for her, lied about expenses. Um, she received a, an amount of 609,687 dollars of uh, PVP funds. Um, she used those funds to pay, uh, to basically spend it. She spent it on herself, her husband, her family members, and bought cars. Um, she's charged with multiple counts of bank fraud, making false statements to a federally insured bank, and money laundering. If she's convicted, she could face a maximum of 30 years in prison. Um, and then finally, guys, one of oh, my favorite, like truly, truly my favorite. Um, a Maryland pastor, Rudolph Brooks, um, he was arrested on fraud charges after buying, it's even, it's hard for me to even say this number because I can't even imagine like who has this many cars, um, 39 cars. He had $1.5 million in PPP loans. Uh, let's talk about the things that he has. He's 45 years old. Um, again, he's a pastor. Um, so there's that. Um, basically, he said that he had a company called Cars Direct. And he did. Um, but it was forfeited in October of 2012. And where we are all of a sudden trying to take loans out for it on May 28th of 2020. Um, he applied allegedly for $1,556,589 in PPP loans for Cars Direct by falsifying tax forms. Um, basically, 
Um, he inflated um, the people working there because there's nobody working there. And then also the amount of money that was coming in monthly, which again was zero because it wasn't a real company anymore. Um, he also had initiated wire transfers to and from bank accounts associated with Cars Direct to buy property in Baltimore. Um, let's talk about these um, cars, y'all. All right. So he purchased 39 cars starting in May of last year, including a 2017 Mercedes-Benz S-Class, two 2017 Infiniti Q50s, a 2015 Cadillac Escalade, a 2005 Bentley Continental, a 2018 Tesla Model 3, and um, a 2004 GMC Yukon XL, and then a whole bunch of other older model luxury vehicles. Oh, guys. If uh, he is convicted, he faces up to 20 years in prison for, for wire fraud, um, followed by three years of supervised release. Uh, release. He's the pastor and founder of Kingdom Tabernacle of Restoration Ministries. Where's the restoration in the church? Like, why are you up here buying all these cars and shit? Um, yeah, so guys, I really just bring all this here for us to discuss and talk about um, why you niggas thought that this was a good idea. Why all you motherfuckers that are out there that don't have fucking fucking uh, companies at all, why you got you guys thought that it was a cute and a fucking great idea for you guys to fucking just get a, have this loan without any, like, any thought of how you're going to pay it back, um, any thought that they're going to fucking find out that the paperwork is falsified, um, any thought about any of this, like, these are federal fucking crimes, you guys, and, like, low-key, a lot of you guys have been getting a lot of money anyway, I don't really know why you needed money for 39 cars, or other luxury cars, or vacations, or African offshore accounts, I, none of this makes sense to me, you guys, and you guys are really, really about to sit in fucking prison, for however long, because of this, like when there were people that really needed it, like there were really companies that really needed it that could have kept their doors open, that fucking shit was probably denied for whatever reason. I don't know. All I'm saying, you guys, is that if you know somebody, if you're that somebody that got fucking wrapped up in that PPP, don't, you better start figuring out what you're going to do. Like, that's all I got. You just got to figure out what you about to do because... It's about to get real hot in that kitchen. Like, I'm just not trying to let y'all know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys are fucking ridiculous. Like, oh, fucking Americans, G. I swear to God. Okay, so <laughs> it is now that time. It's time for the one-up for the week, you guys. Okay, so I, I guess I'll... We'll, we'll talk about this really quickly. Um, so for people that know me, they know that I started off um, in a, a podcast with me and another girl. Um, we had met on the internet back in like 2009, became super close, sent uh, presents to, to and from, you know, you know, to each other's kids and stuff. She lives in California. We never met in, in person though, um, but we got this like super tight like friendship where we were talking on the phone all the time, all this like that. We decided to make a podcast. 
Um, long story short, I just feel like I was more, I was more um, motivated for it. She really wasn't. Um, and so we dispersed. We only had like eight episodes. Um, I enjoyed the show. Um, it's called Black Girls That Say Awesome. If y'all want to go listen to it, it's totally still on, on Apple iTunes and Google uh, Podcast, I believe. Um, so if y'all want to take it out, cool. But I bring that up um, with my one up for the week because like lately, I don't know why. I don't know if like she's been talking about me or I don't know what the issue is. But like lately, like I've been thinking a lot about her. So I went to go like message or just, you know, tweet or message her. And I realized that she blocked me. And I, it, it, it might have even been something that she's done before. And I just didn't realize or notice. I just, when she, like, when we kind of like fell off with the podcast, like she kind of was having her own personal things. Like you can only do so much um, with helping people with their personal, like, you know, like personal issues. Like there's nothing I can really do a lot of times. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I could be there emotionally um, and however I can be. Um, I guess she was at a point in her life where she didn't really feel like she was getting enough of that from anybody in her life. Um, and so I think that that's kind of how we kind of stopped talking. Um, but anyway, um, I still sent the tweet, even though I knew that I was um, that I was blocked. Um, and then I guess I immediately felt, I don't know, like a little part of me was like, bitch, get rid of that. Like delete that. Cause she's fucking blocked you. You should just get over it. But then I was just like, but I don't have no beef with her. Like I literally don't have any beef with her. Like I love, like I love her. Like I think she's amazing. I think she's an amazing dope chick, like true story. Like, and I don't have any beef with her. So I, I guess that this kind of prompts my one up for the week. Um, and just saying that, um, stop losing sleep, um, over one-sided beefs. Um, cause if you, if somebody has an issue with you, but you don't have an issue with them, I guess just let it go. Like, don't let that shit bother you. Don't lose sleep over it. Cause their issue with you is literally that it's their issue. So I don't know, but that's my one up for the week. It's just something that was on my mind. Um, cause I experienced that recently and it sucks that niggas really be having one-sided beef with you and you don't really understand or know why or what happened so i mean because i i really i don't know i ain't about to like super get into this job but like i, I felt like our friendship was way more than the podcast like because our podcast only lasted eight episodes so and we have been friends for longer than that so i i don't know so but anyway apparently i'm in a one-sided beef but this is not the first one um but basically like i said don't lose sleep over it that's their problem so all right guys well that's it my name is chris this is standing as a friend this is episode 117 and it's a fucking wrap i'll see you guys next time bye